How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. The driver's seat. The driver's seat. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Start the celebrations for McLaren. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. And welcome to the driver's seat. My name is Nims Azor, joined as always by Matthew McKeldin. No Stephen Johnson today. Just as a side note too, Matty, um, it, it's very, very awkward when I hear the McLaren and Ricardo in our opener <laughs> now, isn't it? <laughs> it is so awkward. <laughs> I mean, not that we've had, and we'll talk about it a bit later, not that we've had any kind of, I don't know, clarification on who's who in the zoo and who's going where and what's going on and which contract is this and which... What a what a tish show that's become in the last couple of weeks. We still don't have an answer, but oh yeah, so uh, so awkward. I believe so awkward. I believe Tim Edwards said it best. It's total bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> All right, can't add much more to that. You certainly can't, well, Tim. Uh, thank you. I reckon much. reckon that's what Alpine are saying when uh, Oscar said, "I'm not driving for you." You're not wrong there. But, hey, look, we've got a massive show for you. We will get into the Daniel Ricciardo stuff. We'll touch about uh, some silly season movements that have been happening in the Supercars Supercars paddock. But uh, we're going to talk a bit of wildcards and head towards the mountain because we've got to get to our feature interview. We do it, as always, thanks to Ryko Felters. Ask your mechanic for Ryko Felters, the professional choice. And, as always, we've got to give our guest a proper intro first. Matt Ricciardo, does he send a nice job? Very nice job. It's the battle of the wildcards Mathis, these two, Charter's got there inside the top three, his 100th race. The drive of the race, Matt Charter, best ever result in his 100th race. Oh yes, he has got over 100 starts in his book, three podiums as well, and he will be making an appearance at the Bathurst 1000 after a long, long wait. You want to talk about a long, long wait, eh, Matty? Uh, it's, it's been a tumultuous journey, hasn't it, for uh, the Charter family, hasn't it? Hey, Matt's, a, Matt's a really interesting... Um, case here i feel like matt's been around forever and um you look at his stats with 100 races it seems like he has been around forever but it's only in the last couple of i suppose years that his craft has become you know right up there and he's now right up there in the championship he's a regular contender now and it's great and now we're going to see him at the 1000 so uh it has been a long time but he is due he is due nimsy which means he's also due for his driver's seat debut so please welcome for the first time to the driver's seat, the one and only Matt Chata. What an intro. <laughs> Matty, that, that is the consistent reaction we get from whether it's SVG or Lee Holdsworth or Dave Reynolds. Everyone goes, oh, what an intro. I reckon the other radio sta- radio shows or podcasts need to up their game on the – or up their intro game. Uh, Matt, congratulations, mate. Uh, as I said just then, we you, you've sort of in the last couple of years – really um, honed your craft and getting some really serious results. And now we're going to see you at the Bathurst 1000. How did all that come about? I mean, I know you we were sort of on the edge of it a couple of years ago, but um, when did you make the decision that you'd step up for the 1000 this year? Um, something we've always wanted to do. I mean, to be honest, we sort of wanted to do it last year. Just it was too much to put together. Um, 
but yeah, we um, were able to, obviously with a good result at the end of the championship last year, um, we were able to um, work hard. Obviously, it's not easy to do, but get it all put together this year and um feels a bit overwhelming, but I'm excited. Have you tested the car you're going to be running? Uh, just do a couple of laps on the ride day, so we'll be sure guys let us do that, but um, we will be testing on the 13th and 20th. And, uh, how, I mean, how does it feel? Are you... You're pumped. You're excited about it. I mean, Bathurst is uh, it's a, it's the greatest got, race that we've got. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, is this is this sort of like the childhood? I know you've raced there previously, but you know, this is your first one thousand. How are the nerves about something like that? Yeah, not really. I don't think nervous, but um, I'm excited. I'm crazy excited. It's um, and I feel like it's just going to build up more and more, especially in the next few weeks as we get closer and closer. Um, it's it is a big deal, especially to be running our own team there. It's um, it's big. It's real big. And how are you crewing it? Like, where are you? You've got your own crew, obviously, for Super 2, but I'd imagine that, I mean, do you need a bigger crew than what you've currently got, or or, or can you literally just transplant everyone across, or are you going to get some weekend warriors to come with you? Yeah, definitely some weekend warriors. There's a few of them around, so we'll slot a few of them in. Um, a lot of people have been keen to jump on board because they've always liked the way we run our team, so a chance to be a part of the team. There's a few guys that are really excited about that, and... Even pulling some blokes out of retirement, mate. We've got Wally Story coming to uh, to uh, be the team manager. So, you know, it's, cool. it's, it's becoming a big thing. Very nice. And, and, yeah. just, and just quickly too, Matty, because obviously, like, you know, it's not exactly the easiest thing to just go, hey, you know what, I'm going to go race in the 1,000. Like, what were the plans? Because you said you wanted to try it last year. When you couldn't make it into the 2021 uh Bathurst 1000 was just one of those things where you sort of went, all right, well, we're definitely going to do it in 22. What were the sort of steps that you guys had to take? Uh, Because you're just a family team too. It's not like you've got, you know, Penske money or something throwing you away here. Uh, So what was the steps? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of approval. Um, It's not just one step of approval. You have to be approved by supercars. Um, You got to be approved by cans. You got to be approved. You can put uh, put a team together. Obviously, supercars don't want to be embarrassed by a by a half-assed team sort of turning up there. So, um, <laughs> yeah, the the hardest part's probably the approval processes, and then go and chase some money. That's the big one, isn't it? And have you been able to get some? Like, give us an exclusive. Who are we going to see on the side <laughs> of the car? <laughs> Only about one hundred and thirty, hundred forty thousand people listening. We're getting plenty. Yeah, yeah. And, um, if anyone wants to jump on, <laughs> no, we, we're talking to some people at the moment. Um, obviously, deals are going together. I, we'll do a pretty big reveal for it. I think that's the way we'll announce who it's going to be. Um, yeah, so but it is going good. We're getting a lot more traction. Obviously, there's a lot more popularity behind it than you get um, just with your normal Super 2 season. Um, let's talk about your, your co-driver, Jalen Robotham. Uh, you compete against him in Super 2. Uh, I'd imagine that uh, um, there's often when we do these sorts of things, there's often backroom chat and you boys all sit around on WhatsApp groups and, and text messages and all that kind of stuff. Did you get sort of, when you announced it, did you have Jalen in mind or did you suddenly field a bunch of uh, text messages from, you know, all your best mates wondering if they could drive <laughs> with you or was it always going to be Jalen in the car? There was a lot of text messages. There was a lot of Instagram <laughs> messages and stuff. But when, once we were already confirmed, <laughs> yeah, I think Kelvin might have sent me a message. Um, <laughs> once we were confirmed, once we were confirmed, oh, before we were actually fully confirmed, we already had him him locked in for it. Um, and obviously, another part of the whole confirmation process is making sure he was um, he was able to to race. Supercars would approve him to race, but um, you know, he won a race this year, so you, you, they can't go and say no to that. 
Yeah, and I mean, I would hope that he also comes with a bit of wedge as well. He comes with a bit of cash to throw towards the program because I think who's his major sponsor? I've conceded in my head. It's the uh, the paper shredding company. Shred yeah, Shredex is his sponsor on the car. Um, yeah, yep, they're one of the ones on board with the car for sure. Um, we've both dragged a lot of our sponsors on board with it. Obviously, there's money involved, but also I wasn't going to take someone who's just out there to, you know, just live a dream of it or do it for the fun of it or just pay to do it. You want someone who's going to have a genuine go um, and a genuine good co-driver. And Jalen's definitely definitely right up on that list. Oh, and you want someone who's going to bring it home too. Like, you don't want someone that's necessarily going to go out there because you're you know, a, a wildcard and a smaller team. You don't want someone that's going to be – I guess it's an equal balance, isn't it, between trophy and the trees. You, you don't you, – you, you want – you don't want him to go through just the trees or bluntly, the fence. Just to put it bluntly, just yeah. to put it bluntly. Yeah. <laughs> you well, want at least to see a good chunk of those 161 laps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we know – I mean, boy, do I know. That's um, a good term. I like that. The trophy or the trees, yeah. I think that was a Grant Denyerism. I think Grant gave me that one. Um we know that Bathurst bites and it's very easy and it can happen uh, if you just lose that concentration for a split second, as I did in November last year, you destroy your car. So we know that it can happen, but you need that person in there that's also going to push to that, you know, that, that nth degree to try and get you that result without putting it into the fence, don't you? It's, it's a delicate balance. It's, it's definitely a balancing act. Um yeah, just 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 getting through the race cleanly with no mistakes is a pretty big win for for a wild card. And you know, if you can um, if you can stay on the lead lap, you're actually going to be in a good position because a lot of people are going to going to pedal it too hard and probably hanging out of the fence. Um, talk to me about 2017 because you were. If we jump back in the time machine, you were potentially going to make your main game debut. Uh, but I think was am I right in saying that you got caught up in the super license? Our our favourite issue here, the super that, license. That never happens. <laughs> what a load of crap that is! Uh, the super license issue, uh, and didn't get a didn't get a run. So what's what you know? What is the goal for for this event and and for twenty twenty three? I mean, what is what is a successful Bathurst one thousand wildcard debut look like to you? And then what could that potentially bring you for twenty twenty three? Um, I don't know. May as well get a podium, you know. Usual <laughs> bunch of stuff. Um, I don't know. We never really, we never really think too far ahead, mate. Um, think about next year, probably close to the end of this year. I'm at a point where I do want to start either scoring a, you know, a drive in level one or a good, a good co-drive would be, um, would be really good. I feel like, especially the last, you know, the last part of this year, really proving that I can compete against the absolute biggest and best out there. Um, so I'd like a chance to really prove I could do it. And you've obviously got, uh, as you sort of mentioned, you got there's a lot of uh, the Super 2 team that uh, and people that you know within the family team that is going to be coming up there too. So that must give you a little bit of confidence. But uh, another thing that should pretty much, you know, give you a very sort of big bit of uh, a booster heading into the 1,000 is that, you know, you're, you're, you're going in a Commodore that uh, that's actually – you know, had very recent main game sort of use. I mean, it's not like this is just something that Uncle Ryan just found. Was like, hey, would you like this? Yeah, have a crack at this one. Like, this is the one that uh, Jaden Ojeda used at uh, the Triple Crown. So it's had some good laps in it. Plus, we saw how fast those Walkinshaw Commodores were last year at uh, at the mountains. So that, that all that sort of stuff must give you just that little bit extra of confidence that you need to maybe just get rid of the nerves as you head towards the mountain for the first time. 
it does help a bit for sure in terms of getting rid of the nerves because um, you know it's the best car out there. It's 100% the best car out there. They were untouchable last year um, with that Mostert car. Um, and this car's prepped just as well. You know, we know all the mechanics there. We're talking to all the boys there. And they're all, yeah, 100% that it's prepped. It's not a it's not a plus one car on that team. It is a it is another car prepped exactly the same as those main cars. So that's definitely helpful. It's helpful for the whole team. And we know we don't, you know, we can slot that, um, that set up in there from last year and we shouldn't really have to touch it, to be honest. Well, that'll be that'll be a definitely good thing. Now, um, <laughs> no, we, we were when we talked during the week. I, I briefly mentioned this, and I, and I don't want to poke the bear here, but uh, I want to quickly talk about uh, Sandown because I think that bit of I, I've never seen a bit of uh, Super Two footage do the rounds more than I have than that final that final bit of chaos on the Sunday and. I, I, just the footage of your old man in pit lane, I think it mirrored about every other team with their hands on the head like, oh, are you serious? Like, like talk us through it. Because obviously, you know, it's it's been different having the Super 3 guys there and it's great seeing such a massive grid. But for actual guys like yourself, you know, Tyler Everingham, as we mentioned, the Juice before, uh, Jalen Robotham, like all of that, all of you guys are there, you know, just, ready to, you know, use this as your, your springboard to get to the main game. And then you get a, you know, pardon the pun, less experienced guys, you know, causing a bit of drama like they did at Sandown. I mean, it's not exactly the best, well, best, you're not going back to the transport like, oh, well, that was a bit of fun, was it? <laughs> yeah, it's controversial, isn't it? Um, it's It's been hard because we, we, we've done a dramatic amount of our racing this year on the safety car we're basically racing two safety cars and that's that's hard and that's hard to prepare yourself you know if we want to prepare these kids to go race level one um because they don't run for three laps at a time it's it's longer stints and everything else so it does make it hard but it's not just the super threes causing those causing those flags there's some really dumb one among dumb ones amongst the um <laughs> the Super Two guys as well. That um, that Sunday sand down one that that was tough. That, that was I didn't get any damage, but God, uh, I was angry. <laughs> um, I, another thing that I get angry about, mate, is is what supercars are doing with Super Two next year. Um, you know, I don't know whether you had plans of going into twenty three with your current car, but that's now going to get uh, punted down the line to the uh, Super 3 or whatever it is. Have you got a car lined up for next year? Like, a, I, I know it's a little further ahead, but with all these issues with ZBs and Mustangs being sold off to collectors, um, teams like yourself, who, you know, we're not, we're, you're not flush with cash. You don't have a necessarily a main game team connection. What are you going to do for a sled next year? Uh, I mean, have you, got, have you got something lined up or uh, are we going to see... Are we going to see Matt Charter in Super Three? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, we never think too far ahead. I um I wouldn't be that happy about going and race Super Three. It's a weird decision because I feel like these cars could go for a bit longer. Um, it's it's just a body over the top. There's not a it's not like it's car of the future compared to to Project Blueprint. So mm. I don't know. It's hard. I've um I do have access to a car if I want it. Um, a Mustang for next year. So. That part's not a huge deal. Um, like I said, I'm reaching a point where if the opportunity is there to step up to level one, I'd do it. I'd do it for sure. Um, why not really? Have a dip, do 
20 times the amount of racing with less safety cars probably <laughs> than you do in uh, Super 2. Well, whatever happens in 2023, mate, uh, we'll, you cross that bridge when it comes to it. But uh, all eyes forward towards the 1000. And, uh, Maddie, it's going to be great to see you and uh, and uh, Jalen on the on the grid at uh, the 1000. So, mate, thanks for taking a bit of time to chat to us here on the driver's seat. And hopefully it's not the last time we're here on the show. And uh, you're always welcome back. And uh, good luck for not just the 1000, but for everything else in the future. Yeah, thanks, mate. There we go, Matt Charter joining us here on the driver's seat, and uh, this is what we like. This is what we like to see. Like you know, it, it's the old school. I, I mentioned this beforehand, but I love seeing privateers actually get in there and having a crack, Manny. And uh, I'll, I'll let you answer that, and also go through some of these texts if you could as well, because they're coming in thick and fast. How how was the uh, how was the delay there? That was good fun, wasn't it? Um, oh yeah, look, we. I have said from sort of moment one with all of this that that the more cars we get at Bathurst, the better. So um, I, I think to see someone like Matty Charter, who's been around for a very long time, um, and uh, to, to have a crack and pull in Jalen Robothan as well, um, I think it can only be a good thing. Uh, mate, we are getting lots of texts, which is really cool. Um, this is from Rob in Brisbane. G'day, Rob. Uh, evening, gents. Last year we heard Mostert after his Bathurst win, say that they just worked on their Bathurst setup and car package from the start of the uh, of the 15 Sydney Motorsport Park races. Now that SVG has got the lead he has, could we see more teams do the same and come out at Bathurst swinging with a package that has more development and they, uh, more development than maybe Triple Eight? Rob, a hundred percent, you could. And yeah, like, why wouldn't you? As I said, I've said it earlier um, and made it pretty clear that SVG's home and hose hit the shower, son. Um, you're all done. So why wouldn't you? I, you know, maybe if you're in a second or third position within the championship, that you might really continue to consider what you're doing with the the, the current car. But um, you know, that's that's SVG, Cam Waters, and Anton. But if you're a if you're a Brock Feeney, if you're a Reynolds, or a, you know something like Kostecki or Heimgartner, who's in ninth and Slady in tenth, absolutely. If you're not going to win the championship, you'd be putting it, uh, putting all your eggs into the uh, Bathurst 1000 basket. So, 100, percent uh, mate. Um, someone from uh, text message 342 said, "No cash here." Oh, I, I guess that's in relation to uh, to Matty Charter. Um, possibly, possibly, possibly. Dino. Maybe snowmobile racing or sled dog racing for S for uh, Stevie J. Stevie. Hey, I don't know. I, he looks like he's having a bit of fun up there at Mount Hotham. By the way, if you're a motorsport fan and you are at Mount Hotham, make sure you go and annoy Stevie J. Will you just go up and ask for an autograph so he has to take his gloves off and do all that kind of stuff? That'll be. Uh... <laughs> That'd be good. I'm sure I'll hear about that tomorrow. If, you, if, um, if you're wondering why Maddie's padding, it's because I'm trying to find the, there's no cash here. Uh, <laughs> is that what you're doing? I'm, just, I'm wondering why you're so quiet. I was, just, I was just like, oh, here it is. Here it is. There's no cash here. Here, here there's no cash. All right? Cash, no. Robo? No cash. Of course. Uh, you, Billy's you, chimed in. <laughs> Billy's chimed in. This is a cracker. Hey, guys, absolutely love the show. Just quickly, did you hear an Italian supercar manufacturer is going to be making its next model covered in chocolate and hazelnuts? They're calling it the Ferrari Rocha. Oh, hey. <laughs> Billy's here all night, folks. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be all here all night as well, too. Uh, so make sure you text in. 0433981116 is the text line. I don't need to tell you because a lot of you already know it off by heart and have been texting it, and we absolutely love it. So keep them coming through. There is so much to talk about here on the driver's seat. We'll take a quick pause for the cause and talk Formula One in just a moment. 
This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It is great to have your company here on the driver's seat. Matt McKeldin and Nims Azor here this evening. Text in 0433981116 is the number. Keep your text messages coming in. Thank you very much, Frank and Fakatani. Frankie boy. In fact... Frankie texts in before. I'm just trying to whip round through the messages oh, to is. see if I can. And I'll try. I'll try and do it. <laughs> oh, we're, we're laughing because it is really quite funny. But uh, I'll see if I can do it in my best uh, New Zealand accent. I don't think I'll be able to do it. Here we go. Here it is. Hebrews, it's Frank from Fakatani. I'm stoked as brews that the V8s will be at Pukakoni <laughs> next weekend. It's going to be choice brews. I'll be there packing up the missus and the sproglets in the AU Falcon, heading down and sitting up on the hill with the chili bun. Cheers, Frank. Thank you very much. And the best part is too, whoever sent that text in, Went to the effort to actually write oh, it mate. as in a New Zealand accent. So very that funny. Is a cracker. Great that comedy on a Wednesday. That is an absolute cracker. And just quickly, Nimsy, uh, if you were listening to last week's show, we were Stevie and I were hanging a bit on Nimsy about being the only bald headed Sri Lankan motorsport expert at Sandown. I, because w- I, did no, a, I had a fair few people come up and, you know, like, how, yeah. how's it going, you know? And, I, yeah. and I, I just happened to say, well, I'm guessing if you were going to go around Sandown, it, it, the motorsport world is a small enough sport as it is. Like, it's a mm. tight-knit community. Mm. So it's a pretty safe bet if you're walking around Sandown and you see me wearing my big old puffer jacket and all my merch and left, right and centre and glasses and beard, <laughs> bald, looking like a Malteser. It's a safe bet that's Nims. <laughs> Well, well, Matthew. (laughs) If you don't mind. Hey, I got a message. uh, I probably got four or five messages, uh, PMs or DMs or whatever they're called, on on the Facebook, on the Book of Faces, with uh, bald Sri Lankan guys. And one of them was... Uh, from a bloke called Tim Mulford, Timmy, and Timmy's text in saying, long-time listener, first-time texter, boys. Love the show, and shout-out to all the Nimses out there. <laughs> Maddie knows what I'm on about because I, he sent me a photo of dead set a bald-headed Sri Lankan bloke in his car with a little kid giving him the thumbs up that could be your brother, I, uh, it, It's it, a dead set cracker. There are that many people out there that I actually feel sorry for any other Sri Lankan people that were at Sandown <laughs> going, Nimsy, how are... Oh, wait. Sorry, mate. Never <laughs> like, like it, so. Oh, mate. Um, very, very good on you, Timmy. That's that's sensational. Thank well you, Tim. I appreciate the text. Uh, let's get to a couple, a couple more here. Uh, Gabe's in the Hunter Valley. Uh, one of our regular listeners. Is Nims okay? Yes, I know I sound a bit more, a bit nasally, but uh, I've got a dreaded cold, unfortunately. It's definitely mm. not. I have, uh, I've gone through that many rat tests because in case you, in case you don't, for people that might not know, I also do other work, uh, here at SEN with the breakfast program. And, uh, there is a, there is no chance in hell I'd be allowed in this building if I had COVID <laughs> and uh, had to go with the, uh, the head honchos that are up in the AM hours. Listen to that roar for Gary Thank you very much, Sandy. Um, one more text here for Brad from Sydney because this is a big one here. Yeah, and Brad, I, I, I'm going to read your text, but I am uh, I am going to say that I'm going to have to do some research on this one because 
This is this is an interesting one. Um, Brad writes, good evening, guys. Wing Cup was quoted on another motorsport podcast. Can you do me a favor, Brad, and just text me in that podcast? Recently saying that Triple Eight are 90% responsible for the development of Gen 3, while DJR was about 5%, and the rest, well, not worth really worrying about. So two questions this is. Is this true? And secondly, if yes, and by definition, his team is therefore responsible for the delays, cost blowouts, redesign issues that have played the project. Am I wrong in this? So, love the show. Thanks, uh, Brad. Um, yes, it can't be Scott's oh, fault. Remember, he was handed a hand grenade. Uh, <laughs> yes, wrapped as a present or something. And uh, uh, just quickly, too, I'll, I'll, I'll chime in just uh, quickly. Brad and Sydney was probably listening to the Castrol Motorsport podcast that's done by Andrew Van Leeuwen and uh, Stephen Bartolomeus from uh, the V8 Sleuth slash the Motorsport News Podcast, a a tremendous one there that's out every Tuesday. Um, And he's absolutely spot on. Jamie's exact words, and you you, you can go back and listen to it, was like, because Mm. AVL just went and asked, like, you know, oh, were you surprised that, uh, you know, Wilbur and Anton were so quick at, uh, so quick at, uh, Sandown and he and Jamie's response is basically like, Oh, well, you know, probably because they've had time to you know tweak their cars while we've been working on uh Gen 3. Uh, I think that it, that is an estimation, uh, an overestimation perhaps on how much they actually do. Uh, because I I know that trip uh, that DJR obviously have been heavily involved in it as have Pace Innovations. So I, even the language of the the rest is not worth really worrying about. I think that's a bit dismissive for the people who are putting in the monster hours. I mean I do know Brad that a lot of the redesigns have come from Triple Eight because quite frankly the original versions like we 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 talk about Gen Three all the time and Stevie J's the 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 real guru when it comes to this sort of stuff, but. Our ultimate goal with Gen 3 was to cut costs to make them more look like more like their road-going cousins, um, <laughs> and and to uh, and to essentially make them a bit simpler. But the absolute opposite has happened in every way. They are more expensive. Um, they are harder to. I mean, in the first generation of Gen 3, Steve said that um, they were out at DJR and they were trying to do the wheel alignment and put it on a flat patch and all that sort of stuff. And it took three and a half, four hours to get the thing to be able to square up correctly. So um, now we've gone a fair, a fair way down the track on that now, but we've had to have this whole front end redesign. We've had to have. Uh, um, uh, an interior design to be able to fit in some of our larger drivers like SVG, GT, Kostecki, all those sorts of blokes. So now if that is fact, if that is true, hey, Brad, oh, I think you're kind of right. If the project has gone to the Tish House, which we think it has because they're now saying that they're going to be close to $700,000, if you've charged me and you've employed me and you've engaged me to build you a car based on these parameters and I'm delivering what 90% of if Triple Eight is responsible for it and we've missed every single one of those marks, I think you might be right, right? It, it's all down onto Triple Eight's shoulders. Um, so we'll, I'll, I'll do some more investigating between this week and next week. I'll have some more conversations with some more propeller heads and I'll get some clarification on that. But, yeah, boy, oh, boy, that's a um, – not sure I'd be out there saying we're 95% responsible for it and the rest of it, you know, who really doesn't really matter. A bit dismissive. A little bit. Uh, I, I reckon he was uh, he was caught off guard a little bit with that question. 
and he's just. Yeah, thought, but you can't. I've got no. That's no excuse. I, there, he is. He is a seven-time champion, Nimsy. He is now the head of the championship-winning team, and he is the head of the team being one of the teams being charged with the building and homologating the new Gen Three. You don't have a right to be caught off guard with anything. And particularly if you are a driver and or a team owner or that sort of stuff, there is nothing that we in the media can off can catch you off guard with. I mean, if you, if you don't have a ready answer for that, then you're just not prepared and you're not there doing your job. So, uh, you know, I, I understand what you're saying and, 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 and you're very nice for saying it, but I just think in these circumstances, there's no excuse. Um, Nathan Hearn a couple of weeks ago when he kind of let slip about a few things. You know, young bloke, cold tyres, <laughs> he yep. had a bit of a moment. Not when you're the seven-time champion. You yeah. can't get, off guard, get caught off guard by the media. There's no way. Uh, a couple of, a couple of other texts that have come in. 0433981116 is the number if you would like to get in touch. Uh, this one is from Zach in Canberra. Good on you, Zach. Uh, do you know if SVG has gone skiing with Stevie J, given what happened last time they went on an outdoor adventure? Might be the twist the championship needs. That's so funny. <laughs> that's yeah, very that's a, good. And I reckon I reckon a couple of years ago, Stevie J was skiing in New Zealand with his uh, gorgeous family, and his beautiful daughter Lacey had a shunt and uh, broke her wrist quite badly. I've got to tell you, uh, I'm not training or going skiing or doing anything with Stevie J <laughs> for risking a limb, a broken butt. I'm just not doing it. I am not doing it because he is uh, he is bad luck to go tra- <laughs> to go training with or although, doing sports with. He can continue to prepare my cars, but I'm not going <laughs> training with him. Although when you think about it, though, uh, SVG managed to have an incredible purple patch after uh, after he broke the collarbone. So maybe. Steve, well, he hey, hey, didn't he? he? Didn't he? Like last year, last year, Sandow, a couple of busted ribs, busted collarbone, smacked them all. Yeah. So um, uh, maybe keep, I should go training with him. No, nah, no, nah, I can tell you right now, don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep your text coming through 0433891116. We will talk about Daniel Ricciardo. We will get to that in just a moment, but we'll uh, clear a break and get to, we'll do a real deep dive on that in just a moment right here on the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's the driver's seat, and we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Remember, if you want to get in touch with this, you can do that by revving up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It's available in the App Store. You can also get us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Send us a message anytime, which is what a lot of people were doing to you, Matthew, after your performance at Morgan mm. Park over the weekend. Uh, yes. We'll, yes, we'll touch yes, on that yes. a little bit later on, uh, yep. and we'll get the full deep dive into that. But as always, you can always text in as well, 0433981116. This is one of the the first times I think I'm going to have to pull this one out because we've actually got a message. Uh, mm. Breaking news. Mm. <laughs> oh, is that the breaking news sound? It's bit? the breaking news one. We need to remember in the old days we used to get the... Oh, yeah, like the, the yeah, straight the off tel- the wires. The telegram. Well, we'll yeah, save yeah, that yeah. for we next week. See if you can try and get that up. This, <laughs> this one is a ripper because uh, uh, when you... When you're involved in motorsport, lots of rumour, lots of innuendo, lots of people trying to lead you astray. I was assured by someone that the uh, Mostert winning car from last year had been sold uh, sold to um, everyone's favourite Formula One team manager, Zach Brown, uh, at the moment. But I have just had... I have just had this text come in from a gentleman by the name of Andre... Or Andre? Andre yep. Morse. He says, I am... 
Uh, my name is Andre Morse, the co-owner in Chas Mostert's race car. I have had many phone calls from friends that listen to your show. Oh, that's good, Andre. I'm glad Thank someone you, listens to our show. Um, I have now listened to the last couple of episodes. You guys have a great show. However, <laughs> I, I, I thought I would let you know personally that Zach Brown does not own our race car. So we were given very clear information that uh, that two million uh, dollary dues had been paid to the Morses for the Bathurst winning car, but clearly not. Yeah. So we've been led down the garden path by somebody there. And Andre, thank you so much for clarifying that. Um, and thank you for could the compliments you also, too. Like, absolutely. It, I, absolutely. I, I do like that Andre's gone to the effort. And thank you very much for uh, chiming mm. in on 0433 mm. I do like that Andre has gone to the effort to first off, like actually, like no, guys, I got some information for you, but also mm. love the show. So appreciate yeah. the uh, appreciate the feedback. Thank you, Andre. Love the show, but you're wrong. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Hey, Andre, just do us a favor. Text in again. Do you uh, now also own Cam Waters' car? That was another rumor that I had heard or had been told. So can you just give me that little bit of clarification too? That'd be really good. Yeah. Uh, on the topic of uh, Zach Brown, let's talk a bit of Formula One. I've also got to give credit for that segue. That went all the way to Matthew McKeldin there. Because so. <laughs> we went through the ad break. We were just sort of like, hey, did you see that text? I'm like, hey, and after that, we can talk about Zach Brown. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, F1 because typical, absolutely typical, because I'm sure you did the exact same thing I did after last week's show, uh, mm. Matty. You, you go home, you have your shower, have a bite to eat, all that sort of stuff. Then all of a sudden, after you've done your show, you're about to head to bed and then, What? What has happened here? Mm-hmm. Daniel Ricardo has gone and posted up on his socials. Um, mm-hmm. It's literally came out about an hour or so after our show wrapped up last week. Daniel Ricardo will not see out his three-year deal with McLaren, with McLaren, sorry, and will depart the team at the end of 2022. Obviously, yep. he struggled for his best form ever since joining the team from Renault in 2021, and has been frequently outperformed by his teammate Lando Norris. And uh, we've already got some messages coming in thick and fast here. Uh, mm. from, one from Rob the Ranger in Camden. Uh, should we touch on that first before we do a deep dive? <laughs> Rob the Ranger in Camden. Um, where are you, Rob? Because there's lots of stuff. Here we go. Rob the Ranger in Camden. Uh, it's really interesting with the Ricardo situation with Jack Doohan now performing well in F2 as an Alpine driver. Uh, in an ideal world, it would be awesome to have three Aussies on the F1 grid, but I doubt that would happen. I reckon Ricardo would leave before going to Williams, in my opinion. Hopefully, uh, an Alpine drive would be good. It would be good if Lewis retired. Um, Rob the Ranger, you're spot on in a couple of things there. Uh, Jackie D did pretty good over there on the weekend in F2, got himself he a did. race win. Uh, so the Doohan boy starting to show some real talent, but he's not ready for F1 yet. He's just not ready for F1. He's got to do another year or two possibly of uh, F2 and really come out and, and give it a win to give him any chance of being able to step up in a seat. Um, there's lots of talk around Ricardo at the moment that uh, he might, if he doesn't get picked up by Alpine, he might sit a year out because that might give Lewis one more year within Mercedes and then Lewis might bowl out and you can stick Danny Rick in uh, to play uh, support to uh, to Georgie Russell. Yeah. So, um, look, I don't think that's going to happen. 
Um, we've now, what are we now, 36, 48 hours, 42. We're 72 hours down the track from the Contracts Recognition Board meeting on Monday night uh, in Paris to really try and sort out this this horrendous situation between uh, Oscar Piastri and Alpine and McLaren. But um, Martin Brundle said it very succinctly, I thought. He said, you know what, all this politics, once the decision has been made, if no matter where where Piastri lands, if Piastri lands into McLaren next year and gives Lando Norris a fair belting or is competitive with him, no one will worry about all of this contract yep. Yep. negotiation stuff. It it just won't be part of the it's conversation. E- it's easy to paper over cracks when you've uh, when you've you know you're winning and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, and I think, I think. I think Dan Rick is the best choice for Alpine to go with. They, they probably don't have a junior burger ready to step up just yet. Um, maybe Danny could go to Haas. You know, maybe if if they do stand down uh, Mick Schumacher, they might Danny might go there. That'd be quite fun. I reckon Gunter Steiner and, and Ricardo show would be pretty good. But the reality is none of us genuinely know what's going on in the background here. And the contract recognitions board could come in and say, you know what, Oscar, you can't drive for McLaren. You absolutely have to drive for Alpine. Does Alpine want him? Would you want him? I wouldn't oh, want him. I wouldn't. Well, uh, Alpine no. boss, uh, Otmar Schnauz, how do you say his name? <laughs> how do you say the old Schnauzer's He's name? not a dog, you are want. He's not a Schnauzer. <laughs> <Yes>. It's... <laughs> <laughs> How do you That's say so his funny. name? Uh, Snaffow. Snaffow. Yeah, basically. Okay. Well, uh, old mm. mate, the the uh, the Schnauzenhausen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he went and said that Piastri lacks integrity, and uh, and I could understand why he'd be absolutely cheesed off because how much money would they have thrown in towards young Oscar uh, to develop him? You know, use their equipment, truck all this loads. sort of stuff. Oh, Jesus Christ! Absolutely, <laughs> truckloads, millions of euros because. They've pretty well funded his uh, F2 campaign. Um, I think he joined Alpine after he won F3, but I, but I, um, I could be I stand to be corrected on that one. So he's done that. But more than that also, they've had him on a complete shadow testing program in last year's car. So they've had team members keeping the car running. He's just been out logging laps, plus his um, sim time, all that sort of stuff. So they've poured millions into this kid, and he's gone and given the Tijuana, uh, and headed off to McLaren, which has in turn obviously given Danny Rick the Tijuana. Yeah. So it's not a good look. Like, I, you know, I, um, uh, it, it, it just, it's just not stinks, a good look. It? It, it's yeah, not, it, it does. No matter, I don't care if you're a Formula 1 driver. Any, yeah. if, you're, if you're dealing with, you know, contracts and things like that and businesses and all that, it's not how you run, run a show, is it? No, it's not a it's not a great way to run ha- your show. And you know, I reckon Alpine right now have probably don't like Australians all that much. Um, I don't reckon they're lining up to put Jackie D. Or you know, I just think they're going. They've had they've had um, Weber representing Piastri in the background. Those two have have you know been the been the Hamburglar and and stolen away and gone off somewhere else. Uh, Doings in the wings waiting potentially. You've got Ricardo coming back. You know, I, I just don't think it's been handled very well at all. But as Brundle said, if we get on the track next year and Dan Rick has a great year and Piastri has a great year, all this stuff, all this political stuff that I, you know, I just love it, Nims. I love all the political stuff with our sport. Yeah. Not, uh, <laughs> simply won't be 
talked about any further. And you know what? Maybe Jack Doohan will make an appearance or maybe he'll go down the same track that they were planning with Piastri, which was to actually place him at another uh, team to bed him before they bring him up to the factory squad. So put him in a Williams, put him in a, you know, possibly even a Haas, put him somewhere to blood him before they bring him up into the main team. Maybe that's a, maybe that's an option for Jack sometime down the track. A mate of mine uh, pretty much summed it up uh, well, where he was just like, uh, pretty pretty stiff that uh, that McLaren's boning the one guy that gave him a victory, their only victory since, you know, more than a decade. <laughs> yeah, well, right. And it's easy to fall back on that one. But the reality is, and this may not sound, over, this may not be a popular view, but Danny hasn't performed. Yep. The team hasn't performed. The car's not performing. The only one that's being able to get their head around it is Lando, which makes him look like, like a, a sensation. But yep. look at Lando's results. He's beating Danny, but he's still not up the front. He's got lap pace. He'll put a lap together. He'll put a quali lap together. But a lot of the time, you don't see them being able to stitch a, an, an actual race together. So it's not like Lando's lining up there and having major success. But the reality is, unpopular as it may be, McLaren have not been able to get Danny to get quick in that car and Danny hasn't been able to get quick with his own motivation in that car. So I said to a Perth station, I said to SEN Perth on Saturday, I think it was, Yep. why would you want to stay? Get out of there. Go. Why, you know, who wants to be in a horrible relationship? Get out of there. And I, so he's taken his 24 million dollars and he's (laughs) going to go and do something (laughs) Don't cry for Danny. He got plenty of wedge. Don't be crying. I bet cash now. Yeah, he could pay cash anytime he wants. Um, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Hopefully by next week we'll have some clarity on what's happening on the Formula One grid. 0433981116 is the number if you'd like to get in touch. This one's a good one. Zach Brown didn't want to buy the Bathurst winner, probably because he wants... It's an AU Falcon! <laughs> there it is, folks, the old AU. Also like this... are, we annoying, are we annoying people with our AU sound effect yet? Like, are people rolling in their eyes going, oh, there it is? Because if it is, let us know. We won't play it. Yeah. Uh, Here's another fun one, too. Wow, boys, something you reported and and providing correct opinion, uh, correct information. Come on, boys, you won't make it a speedy sausage doing that. However, (laughs) that story will now be on their socials tomorrow. (laughs) Yes. You know, I am a firm believer if I'm going to hold people to account for stuff, um, hold us account to stuff. So if we get something wrong... Text us, message us, let us know, and I will happily say that we were wrong. Uh, and as Andre just did there. So, um, yeah, I haven't had to do it too many times this year. But um, as I said, I am married. I get told I'm wrong all the time. So I'm quite happy to be to do it with you guys out there as well. Andre's texted in a, a follow-up too as well. Yes, we do on Cam Waters Race Car, myself and two other sponsors. Thank you, Andre. Great. See? How good. I got that one right. So, uh, so get your text messages God, coming hey, through. Fair garage. Get your text messages coming in. Oh, good on you, Frank. Uh, fair garage in the Morses. I'll say. Yeah. Cam Waters Mustang and uh, Chazzy's Bathurst winning ZB Commodore. Be a good joy. Fair garage. Good, good shed to watch uh, Bathurst. No. <laughs> I can imagine I've, that one. I've got, a, I've got an MX-5 and a Kia Sportage <laughs> in my garage. What have you got? I'll just, uh, <laughs> just uh, a turn it. Uh, you got a beige Camry. 2013, it's gunmetal. It's, it's metallic bronze. Thank you very much. <laughs> Even <laughs> under the Deliveroo sign that you've got <laughs> on the side of it. Get your texts coming through. 0433 98 uh, We talked about the craziness in the F1 grid. Big bombshell yesterday in the supercars grid. We'll yeah. touch on that in just a moment. 
This is the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's the driver's seat, and we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Uh, Maddie posed the question before the break whether or not uh, you're sick of this. It's an AU Falcon! Robin Camden. <laughs> Love the AU. <laughs> Love the AU. <laughs> hey, do you know who you just sounded like, Dan? Who's that? Uh, someone has asked, hey, guys. Uh, is it true that Steve is at the snow with Barry Bozo? Oh, you sounded like Barry Bozo then. <laughs> Seriously. Well, it must be it must be the cold that uh, that's that's uh, that's doing that. Uh, what do you reckon? Snaffow was thinking at Alpine <laughs> when he was uh, told, or when he saw uh, when he saw Oscar Piastri's uh, tweet saying that he wasn't signing. What would he have said? Do you reckon? Oh, he's dead to me, bro. <laughs> what would Barry have said? Barry the Bozo. My honest opinion is have some <laughs> balls and do it yourself. <laughs> Wrong, Barry. It probably would have been re-signed or something, wouldn't it, Barry? I'm trying to give you the hints here, oh, Barry. Oh, sorry. It's, yeah, what would he have said on the contract, Barry? He's he would have said, re-signed. There it is. <laughs> I had to handball that like four times to you, Nimsy. I was like a codrill. Let's I, fire up. Come I was, on, I was uh, going for the Barry Ryan one there. But, um, <laughs> um, so here, here is here's another one. Here's another one for us. Um, um, also, what about Matty getting the second with his racing over the weekend? Yes, that Morgan Park. Well, I got one race in. I came second in one race, and I beat a Mosler, so that was a bit of fun. But I will. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, we will. Uh, here's another one too. Zach Brown didn't buy the Bathurst winner because he's too busy paying driver contracts. <laughs> Sorry to see Lethal Lee go. Hopefully, he picks up an enduro drive. Cheers, the Big G. Thank you, Big G. Uh, yeah, um, I think he will. Hey, I think he will, Big G. I think. I, I don't think the sport. Uh, lethal is lost to the sport. I think he'll go in and become a very. I mean, obviously he's a Bathurst winner. Yep. So I think he'll. Um, I think we'll see him in a uh, in a car somewhere on the grid next year. Before, imagine if he wins it this year. Oh, that'd be what a Could swan you imagine? song. Could what you a... go out on a on a on a two time Bathurst winner? Well, that'd be pretty flash. Wouldn't we it? will uh, touch on lethal in just a moment. But uh, one uh, one message from Chris in Murrumbina. Uh, thanks for texting in, Chris. I simply cannot see Dan getting a seat next year. Assuming Piastri gets the McLaren seat, Alpine is supposedly going for Schumacher. Haas are possibly going for Giovanni. And I go, <laughs> Giovanni. <laughs> you are an idiot for one. Let me uh, let me pronounce that correctly for you. Thank you, Giovanazzi. Or the Italian Jesus. Have you seen him? I like Got hair is Yeah, Antonio Giovinazzi. Or Jovi, as everyone calls him. The big Not, what did you call? What did you call him? Giovians. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you do your research. <laughs> yeah, Giovinazzi. Uh, and I can't and I, and I can't see him going to Williams, uh, Chris continues on with. Even if he takes a sabbatical and waits a year, I doubt anything will pop up for Daniel in the following year. It's an unfortunate case of friendly fire. From his countrymen. Hey, I, I hate to that's say that's a beautiful this. way to put it, Chris. I reckon Chris is bang on the money there. Unfortunately. Chris could be absolutely spot on. If I had a Bataki hand, <laughs> uh, I would send it to you, <laughs> Chris. I really would, because that is a cracker. Um, so you're saying Dan sits down, Piastri goes to McLaren, Alpine go for Mick Schumacher, and Haas go for who, Nimsy? Giovanni. Giovinazzi, who is currently test driver at Ferrari, uh, and and I don't think he'd go to Williams. Do you know where I'd like to see him go, Chris? Danny or Danny? Yep, IndyCar. 
I would love to see a Danny in IndyCar where I think he could be himself, even though I think he's himself now. But I think I think he lives, he lives in America. He's got a $16 million home in, in California. Um, I, he could he could go over there. It's been fantastic for Scotty. It's been fantastic for Ericsson. It's been great for Polo. It's been great for uh, Will Power. I mean, you know, Scotty Dixon. How good would it be to see Dan in IndyCar? That's where I'd love to see him go. Um, but anyway. Dylan in Epping says, surely Piastri takes Ricardo's seat. Surely. I uh, Well, it's going to depend on the contract recognitions board, I think. Um, I, I, of co- Jack Dewan's name again getting floated up again. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I don't think Jack's ready for a seat yet. He's just not ready for a seat yet. He's not consistent enough in F two. He's good, but he's you know he's fourth in the championship. Uh, I mean, and the bigger question from all of this is in F two, a guy by the name of Drugovich is winning it. Where's <laughs> he going to go? There's no talk about him at the moment. Poor old Druggy. He's he's got no one yapping about him. Where where we're going to put him? So. The system is broke, I feel, which is also the same thing could be said for Super 2 and Supercars. I do have to to mention, and we're going to talk about Super 2 a little bit later on as well. We've got a very big program for you, but uh, you can tell just from the the flood of messages that we've been getting in, not Mm. just uh, via the text line, but also on our socials, that people really just just want this sorted uh, in the Formula 1 world. And it's just like, could you just tell us what's going to happen? All right, we, we know that like there's just that much BS that's happening. Just uh, to quote Tim Watson. Welcome to the wank fest. <laughs> Correct, Tim. Uh, Correct. And they're all having a wank over <laughs> over many millions of euros. Yes, yes. I feel. Very much uh, so. Uh, hey, we've got a text in him that says, I realised something. It's a semi-professional show without Stevie J's input oh, in the driver's seat. Bit harsh. Oh. Geez, that's you know. A bit harsh. I mean, it's, it's probably right, but it's a bit harsh. <laughs> I reckon. Probably. Maybe we should ring him. Do you Steve Johnson getting amongst it. I'm going to ring him in the off. I'm going to ring him in the uh, in the break, and I'm going to say, Stevie J, we need to do a quick interview with you because clearly the professionalism of the show has dropped. <laughs> he'll probably be he'll be probably ten drinks or twenty drinks deep. Upraise skiing somewhere, Ooh. but I'm going to try. I've we, we, we've got a big show to get through, and I've only got a 10 second delay button, <laughs> so we might save that one. Um, now we got to get to this because uh, it happened yesterday, but uh, yeah, this was this this bit of news shocked everyone. Uh, defending Bathurst champion Lee Holdsworth has announced his retirement after a 17 year supercars career. He is signing a desire to spend more time with his family. And the pursuit of a new career part. We did speak to him earlier in the year, and uh, he did say he will look to find an endurance co-driving role for 2023. But he will be teaming with Matty Payne for uh, to defend his Bathurst crown. And let's face it, we all from day dot thought Matty Payne was going to be in car number ten come 2023, didn't we? Yeah, and I think Lee did too. Lee knew. Um, I, he was I very honest that... with us when when yeah. uh, when when we asked him. He was like, you know, yeah, this is what it is. I know yeah, what I've signed spoken up for. about it, but know what I signed up for. Exactly yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think that's any news, and I don't think he, I don't think he uh, leaves with a bad taste in his mouth. Um, I think he possibly had that chance uh, uh, or that feeling a little while ago after the Erebus thing, but I don't think after this one. Uh, I think the shock for me, Nimsy, is that he was mentioned in dispatches. Given that we think Slade is going to premiere, yep, um, heavily uh, rumoured. Heavily rumoured. In fact, we we saw them. We had reports of Slade hanging around their pits at the uh, Queensland Test Day. Um, 
we assumed, and you know, you got to be careful with assuming, but there was a lot of talk, a lot of dispatches about Holdsworth going into the uh, the the Blanchard team, the Cool Drive team, because you know we've got Gen Three coming up. Um, it's good to be able to try and have someone with experience in there, which is, I, I suppose, um, that would be a natural fit for Lethal to go there. However, he's made the decision he's going to go off and be a commercial land rat. Uh, real estate agent, and um, he's going to build a career because you know what? He's probably what forty something, forty two or forty three. At the end of the day, lethal. Yeah, thirty nine. Thirty nine. There you go. Thirty nine. Um, he has now got an opportunity to go into commercial real estate with a CBRE. I think he's going in with. That's correct. Um, and he could he could get twenty five years out of that gig and make a lot of money. Commercial real estate agents, often good ones, make a lot of money. So and not have to live out of a suitcase a lot not have to live out of a suitcase, spend time with his family. His kids are getting a little bit older now. So it, it's, you know, the perfect time um, if you're going to do it. Plus, he won Bathurst. He's got that in the skyrocket. Yeah. Like, that's that's an unbelievable pressure release as a driver when you get to stand on the top step of Bathurst. So, you know, I, I think that's all played into his hands. The one who I think now is in a great position is Zane Goddard. Do you reckon uh, Zane? Oh, see, because yeah. I, I floated out Fabs. Possibly Fabs, but yeah, again, I'm not sure on that. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure on that. I, I, I well, yeah, I, I'm not I, sure I, I do, that. I do think though that like you, you've got a very strong case with Zane Goddard. I only say Fabs because uh, I'm just thinking in terms of experience. So if you can't get Lee, well, Fabs is another free agent that's on the market. But you are but, pretty bang on the money with Zane Goddard because not only has he done a bulk of the Gen 3 testing. He's been mm. in both the Mustang and the Camaro, mm-hmm. and he's been there since day dot as well. But he's also got, you know, there's a hell of a lot of youth in there too. You can snap him up for a good couple of years as well. That's 100%. And and uh, Whereas how um, many more years would Fabs have in him? Well, Fabs just turned 40, I believe, and oh, he's probably got two or three full-time in, in him if he wanted to. But I just think... Either Zach Best or, or Zane Goddard uh, in the probably the two front runners to head into that seat now. Zane, because as you rightly put, his experience with Gen 3, uh, and Zach Best, because holy cow, did we see what he can do uh, in the right conditions at Taylor and Ben, putting the thing on pole. Um, so, you know, there's, been, there's even been people floating, well, could you, would Tickford potentially put JC over to uh, Blanchard Racing Team to be able to make room for Zach Best? Maybe Possibly. I thought he was locked into to them, but With you know, maybe River, there's an opportunity. Snowy River Caravans uh, jumped on board. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's I think he's got a he's gone quiet on the social. So I wonder if his little bubba has just been born in recent times. But um, yeah, so I, I it's it's again it's a fascinating one. We're, we're seeing it in Formula One with Dan Rick, but um, this is not the same sort of issue with Lee. Um, he may have had the opportunity to go to Blanchard, but he's going to focus on his real estate career and and maybe get two, three, four, five years out of a uh, out of, a, out of a, as being a, a really good co-driver. So good luck to him, Lee. You're a ripper bloke, absolute um, superstar. No one in pit lane has got a bad word to say about you, and in Australian motorsport, that's a bloody miracle. Yeah, There's, you can always find one that's got someone that wants to, um, you know, tish can you? But uh, no one does with you, Lethal. So you've done really well, mate. One, one of the most humble blokes as well, too. He was very, yeah. very grateful in his, uh, in his little statement that he put out. So we wish him all the best for the future. But um, 
A couple of texts before we head to the break. So, with Lethal hanging the helm full-time and moving into real estate, will we see Maddie Mack be doing some agent <laughs> trading with him? Just a thought. Uh, no. Greg from Upper Coomera, he is... <laughs> I am residential and investment, and he is uh, commercial. <laughs> Hey, I could probably go and get some training from him. <laughs> well, it was to be quite frank. It was, it was worth it was worth uh, floating the idea. And another one too. It. Another one too from Zach in Canberra. With you on Danny the IndyCar Maddie. There's a prime seat at Ganassi up for grabs now that Palau's out of the equation, and would be the championship contending seat he deserves. Agreed, Zach. Spot on, brother. I reckon. Uh, how good would it be? He doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the money. So you don't go there for money. You go there for lifestyle. You go there for fun. There are different kits, a new bit of challenge. Um, you know, who knows? Hey, let's start a rumour. Danny Rick to Blanchard Racing. <laughs> what do you... <laughs> Say that loud what? enough, it'll be on Speed what, Cafe what, tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon? Danny Rick returns to Australia to join Blanchard Racing. He'd look good in a cool drive uh, polo. Oh, he'd look sensational. Look mint. I'm sure Timmy Blanchard would love that. <laughs> he, he has tested. He tested with the Kellys in a uh, in the accountant's car. In the, uh, the Ultima, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll touch on some uh, some Super 2 stuff we'll, because there, there are rules of go-go at the Supercars Commission oh, meeting. Mate, give me, <laughs> give me strength. We'll, uh, we'll, get to, we'll get that in just a moment here on the driver's seat. But get your messages coming in. 0433-981116 is our number. Keep your text messages coming in. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> it's the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia together. 0433-981116 is the number if you would like to get in touch on the temper text line. Uh, we're getting messages thick and fast tonight, and there is a lot to talk about. So uh, do you want to quickly run through these, Matty, while I uh, make a, a cheeky phone call? Absolutely. Well, you can make a cheeky phone call if you like. Uh, Pete from Cranbourne. Guys, welcome back for another week. With Lee announcing his full-time retirement, is it a given he goes straight back to WAU to be Chaz's co-driver again, or do any other teams have a chance of getting him? Oh, I think chance, th- th- there's um, there's teams that are going to have a chance to get him because right now we've got Luff and you've got um, Fabian Coulthard in with Chaz uh, in WAU. I, I look, I don't. There is a fair chance they get him. Obviously, we don't know. You know, Luffy's part of the furniture there at WAU. He's been there for a hundred years, so. Maybe they move Waza, who is just one of the great guys in, in our sport. Love him to death. Um, but not too sure. Um, he obviously did a very, very good job. But that was also a very, very good car last year, if you remember. As we mentioned earlier, they started developing that very, very early. Just just uh, quickly, I, so. I hate to interrupt you, but uh, we, had a, mm. as we had a text saying that the, the show needs a bit of more professionalism um, because there's no, yes. there's no, Stevie, no Stevie J. No Stevie J here. So wouldn't you know it, um, we, you know, we've just happened to get a call on uh, the open line. And um, so joining us live from the snowfields, it's the one and only Stephen Johnson. Stevie J. Uh, li- li- uh, thanks, fellas. Now, listen, uh, I might have been sitting down at dinner with my lovely wife for our 15th anniversary tonight oh, Jesus. and oh. a couple of close friends and I was listening to the app and uh, oh, of course you were <laughs> maybe maybe I'm lying but I heard that I need to call in I heard that I need to call in and uh, 
maybe maybe up the professionalism of the show. <laughs> well, absolutely, mate, because we're three oh, quarter. Hang on, hang on one sec, guys. Yes, put that drink down here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's my drink. <laughs> so the fifteenth wedding anniversary, and you've called into the show, mate. You are husband of the year, or radio co-host of the year, and you're the worst husband ever. Congratulations! How many years? Fifteen years. Fifteen years. I've got an amazing wife, and um, she's leaning over towards me very closely. Maybe she wants to talk on the show. Yeah, put, put, put Breezer on. Put Breezy on. I'll put. Oh, good luck, fellas. I'll put her on. Oh, dude. <laughs> My five minutes. Hello. Oh, Bree Johnson, welcome to the driver's seat live thank around you. the and, country. Thank you. And apologies. Apologies for interrupting your meal, Bree. We're, so, we're sorry. I, I cannot believe that you have interrupted your 15th wedding anniversary to talk to a couple of clowns on radio. Hey, congratulations. Unbelievable. 15 years. I, I know. I know. It's insane, isn't it? How many good ones? How many oh, good how, years? How, how, how good am I? You you are you are the wife. Come on, Matt, you, you are know, the wife. You know Steve. I do. I do know Steve. And in fact, you know, it's interesting as I as we were just talking to him then, Bree, often we'll speak to the big dick uh, on the show and sometimes at about eight o'clock at night and we know that he's about fifteen bourbons deep. Their voices and the way they speak were sounding very similar just then. Has he been on the Terps tonight, Stevie J? Has he has he been on the on the shots? It actually started at probably about 7.30 this morning with a special wow. coffee. So that's like a coffee with a shot of Bailey's. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's been going a while. <laughs> and progressed from there. Now, the nation wants to know, what did he get you for your 15th wedding anniversary? Um, <clears throat> yeah, next question. TBC? <laughs> uh, t- <laughs> Stevie <laughs> J, you didn't. Show. Oh my God! You didn't get anything, but I I do believe you're in a in a very fancy restaurant. You've just eaten a tomahawk steak. What's going to be the charge on yes. the tomahawk steak? We just had a yeah a three hundred and thirty dollars steak. Three hundred and thirty dollars steak. So yes, but I'm telling you, honest to God, it it would freaking blow your mind. I can't swear, <laughs> but it was absolutely. Insane. I, I'm a steak it, connoisseur. This steak was amazing. I could tell you right now, um, Brie, when you when I just heard the F part come out, I could tell you <laughs> if my sphincter tightened any more, I'd take this chair with me. <laughs> Don't worry, I know how I know the drill. It's okay. That's that's very, very funny. Right, oh Brie, congratulations on your wedding anniversary. You better put Thank the great you. man back on. We'll talk to him for another two minutes and then we'll leave you to your beautiful dinner and your wonderful family. All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bruce. Well, that went well. (laughs) (laughs) What did you get her for her anniversary, you scumbag? (laughs) I bought her a lift ticket to get up to the top of the mountain so she could snowboard. Oh, you're so romantic. Look at him. I tell you what. And they say romance is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Stevie J, I've got to tell you, we are... Married to two beautiful women because I went racing on the weekend when it was Mrs. Mac's birthday and you're calling into the radio yes, show did. at your uh, anniversary dinner. Absolutely, mate. We are very lucky, fellas, to be able mm. to 
do what we do and have the support that we've got. So um, mm. I definitely don't take that for granted. All I can say is, too, now I don't feel as bad for buying Steph tickets to go see Hamilton and then not <laughs> going with her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stevie J, I want to ask a very serious question. Uh, we had a text earlier in on yep. the show saying that Jamie Wincup was quoted in another podcast saying that Triple Eight were responsible for 95% of the uh, development, building and rebuilding of the Gen 3 cars. Jamie went on to say that DJR were responsible for about 5% and the other parts of it no one really cares about. Accurate? Inaccurate. Well, that's, uh, that's probably about as inaccurate as me not eating... Uh, Steak tonight, to be fair. <laughs> right, interesting. Um, so, yeah, so DJR well, have really been more heavily involved. Well, DJR have been, from what I understand, uh, and from from what I've heard, is uh, DJR been very much involved in uh, not only designing some of or a lot of the Gen Three stuff, but also fixing a lot of the mistakes from the original Gen Three design. There you go. There you I don't go. know who made those mistakes, maybe, but I'm sure everybody else can maybe just, <laughs> you know, make a wild guess, pluck it out of the sky somewhere. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, thank you for clarifying that. Uh, we are going to let you go. Again, in all seriousness, congratulations. Happy anniversary. Quick update from the snow. No broken bones just yet? Uh We've got one day to go, mate. So, um, no, there's no broken bones just yet. I'm still a bit worried because um, young Jet Johnson seems to have found a, an app called Strava, which we all know. Uh, oh, a lot oh, of yep. in regard to speed. Mm-hmm. And he has already hit 64 kilometres an hour down the slopes on his snowboard. So, And he wants to better that tomorrow. So oh, dear. I'm oh, my a little goodness, bit worried. Mate. Well, good luck, well, Steve. That's yeah, all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, well, it could be worse. He could hey, have boys, found Grinder. you uh, calling me. Yeah, oh, come on, Matthew. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't even make it out to the slopes. <laughs> All right, Sammy, we'll we'll let but you go, I mate. I appreciate you guys ringing me tonight, and I appreciate you guys thinking of me on my wedding anniversary. And I'm glad to bring some more professionalism to the show tonight. <laughs> right, I always get out of here. always, Stevie. <laughs> we'll see you next week, brother. <laughs> Take care. (laughs) Steve Johnson. (laughs) Seriously, did he not sound like the big Dick just then? You know, when we speak to Dick Johnson and Dick's a few deep, he sounded just like that then. Well, when I saw the the little phone ringing like a jackrabbit (laughs) at 9.16, I'll I'll admit, I was a tad concerned. Yeah, (laughs) good for you. Hey, $350 tomahawk steak. Done all right, hasn't he? I've got to find out what SEN's paying him because I can't afford a three hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> Tomahawk steak. Let me give you the strong tip. And all I could say is I hope he's uh, uh, I hope he's close to the chalet on the walk back. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over forty years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We'll take a pause for the cause. Back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. Uh, you can get in touch with us, 0433 98 11 16, if you would like to text in. 
Uh, this one's from Michael. Well done. I was joking about being semi-professional. Congratulations, Steve and his wife for a 15-year anniversary. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate hey, Michael. That. Nowhere on the. You know how it says there's that saying does what it says on the tin. Nowhere on our tin does it say professional broadcasters. <laughs> <laughs> Never, ever, and we don't want to be. Here's another one of the temper text, 0433981116. Breaking news, mm. Daniel Ricciardo has gone live golf, signed <laughs> $100 million deal. Oh, how not that causing some consternation out there? I watched a bit of that on TV before I left for the studio tonight. Not that I'm a golfing person, but... Boy, oh boy, they're getting some wedge to go and play in this other series. Oh, Holy cow. Insane amount of dollar he dues going that way. 140 for Cam. Yeah. 140 million for Cam. I didn't see how much uh, Mr. Leishman no. was getting, but uh, there you go. Hey, look, look you're, you're a sportsman for a limited amount of time. Get as much as you can, then cash out. That's about it. But you know what it is? I think it's actually the political thing. It's yeah. not about the golfing. It's about who it's funded by. Yes. I think that's the consternation yes. at the moment. But anyway. Hey, Nimsy, that New Zealand accent was gold. You sounded like Jake DeMas from Once Were Warriors <laughs> from <laughs> Billy. Well, I've, I've got to confess there, Billy. That was actually not me <laughs> doing the accent. Hey, Paul. <laughs> that was actually uh, Matty Mack. Uh, that oh, was... that wasn't Nimsy, Paul. That was me. <laughs> Fun fact, I raced against Jake DeMas in V8 Utes. He actually, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, back Tim Awaya Morrison. Back up. Um, <laughs> Mm. That that's not exactly like the six degrees of separation that uh, that mm. we generally would get. I know, <laughs> but uh, fun fact: Tamawaya Morrison or Tem, um, as we as we know, uh, raced Utes in New Zealand and a couple of times in Australia. So, uh, yeah, had a skid against Tem. Good go. guy, great uh, bloke. Another one too. One from Rob the Ranger in Camden. James Golding for Slade. So, ooh, don't know about that, Jane. Uh, uh, Rob. <laughs> and who's he replacing? Uh, who got replaced at Subway Racing there, Nimsy? Say hello to my little friend. Oops. Well, that's who he's probably going to replace, but it's Subway Racing who got replaced. Oh, it's Gary. That's right, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Jacobson, who is suspiciously absent from all co-drives this year. Poor bugger. Um, I think that James Golding is going to uh, staying sign with Premier and Slade will be his co-driver. So I think that's going to be... Premier's lineup next year. Where Chrissy P is going to go to, not too sure. Uh, one uh, other one here too. Blanchard has to put Goddard in the cool drive car for next year. He's a ton of Gen 3 experience. I think he provides the best opportunity for them to come out firing like they did with Slade at the start of last year. That's from Zach in Canberra. Don't disagree with you, Zach. Good It'd point. be a good pickup. Yep, good he's out there. He had a good year when he was with uh, Matt Stone in the Superlight program. Showed a lot of promise. And for supercars to entrust the development uh, of the Gen 3 cars, both Ford and uh, uh, GM, I think, shows that you know he's got some talent, and they and they value his feedback. So he could be absolutely in the seat. Oh, I do love that. Uh, <laughs> well, we've uh, we've we've opened a can of worms, Nimsy. Boys, the PGA PGA Tour has screwed the Aussie Tour by playing virtually all year round. Now they've challenged. Now they're challenged. And they're sucking up, and Rory is a clown with the way he has behaved. He's a PGA stooge. Hey, Dan, I don't know any of the people that you just mentioned because I'm a motorsport guy, but thank you. Thank you for texting in, Dan. <laughs> Did someone just tee off? Yep, <laughs> that was Dan. <laughs> Dan was teeing off on the uh, 
on the PJ. No, I know who Rory McIlroy is. I get it. <laughs> um, let, Just joshing. Let's um, quickly get into uh, a bit of. Uh, actually, no. You know what? We'll we'll, we'll move on uh, because I, we could talk golf for a while. So that, we'll put a full stop on the golf. On the golf. No more golf. On folks. the golf. But we will quickly talk about uh, some developments that could be happening in Super Two because Kelly Racing might mm. be returning. Why? Why? Why me? Thank you, Todd. Uh, <laughs> Do you reckon that's what Todd's wife is saying when he was sitting down saying, hey, we might go Super 2 racing next year? <laughs> Possibly. You never know. He's got some cars, Nimsy. Look, He's got some cars. All, you want to talk about, like, because at the moment, we, we've, we've already talked about this at length. Uh, mm. We spoke about the scramble for main game chassis because the rules are you can't build anything new for Super 2. They've got mm-hmm. to have had main game experience. So all of the mm-hmm. chassis need to have, uh, you know, some form of, Mm. Running, history. yeah, history to him. Thank you for that, yeah. Matthew. Um, mm. Now, Todd Kelly earlier this week revealed that Kelly Racing is assessing their options when it comes to putting. He's basically he's got a fleet of supercars at the moment. Yeah, so the the um, the current guys uh, who are running Penrite Racing, they um, the don't own those cars. So the Groves don't own the cars; they are leasing them from the Kellys. So they've got the Mustangs. Um, I think they've got a couple of Altimers um, yep, so they've hanging got, around as well. So they've got Davey Reynolds and Lee Holdsworth's cars. And they've got a yep. spare Ford Mustang. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Nissan Altima that is run by Matt Payne in Super 2 also yep. belongs to the Kellys. So they've got five supercars. Yeah. Uh, what four. are we going to do with them, four. do you reckon? Four. four. Is it four? So yep. I've got four. What are we going to do with them? <laughs> so, I, you know, they either run or they just sit around being boat anchors, I suppose, or... <laughs> Or, you know, um, hang them on the wall as a piece of art. So, you know, I think um, they've had a year off. Rick's had a couple of years off. I think their knowledge, if, if, they, could, if they could come back into Super 2, which is a much less pressured environment in the main game, obviously, um, uh, they've got the assets. They've got still got a lot of the workshop equipment and all that kind of stuff. They still do Why have the workshop, they? yeah. Why wouldn't they? I, I, you know, they'll get paid great money for those cars. Because there's not too many around. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think, why wouldn't you? Literally, why wouldn't you? Yeah. It, it makes perfect sense there. Mm. But uh, mm. uh, one more, too. This is from Dan again. Uh, not about golf. He wants to know, how do we rate the performance of Team 18 this year? Good little oh, Venn God. diagram of golf and uh, hey? golf knowledge and uh V8 knowledge from uh, Dan's Dan. on the board. Good yeah. on you, Dan. How do I rate the uh, efforts of Team 18 this year? Uh, uh, if if I was if it was a school report, C plus, uh, maybe or maybe just a C. Even they have lots of potential, Dan. They've had power steering, consistent power steering issues all year. That's to the point where they've now taken that system on inside inside the workshop. They're not buying them as a customer uh, piece anymore. Um, they've made some good hirings. They've got to be. They've got to settle down and get some consistency, and they've got to get some longevity out of their staff from an engineering point of view. It's been good, but it hasn't been great. They have flashes of speed. They can put a lap together, as we've seen Frosty and Pie, but they are simply not consistent enough to take it to Triple Eight and to Tickford and probably WAU at the moment. So they're still a fourth or fifth team. They're better than BJR, but they're not as good as the top ones. So uh, if I hope that gives you an idea of my thoughts on them. Um, they've got potential. They've just got to get their tish together, and we'll see what comes of next year when they 
Oh, everybody has the same car. My favorite. My favorite. My favorite thing is too. Dan has followed up with apologies for the golf rant. <laughs> oh, has he? Yep. Oh, there apologies we go. For apologies the go- for the golf rant. Got sick of Andy Ma defending the PGA Tour today. Oh, well, we'll pass that on down the line to Andy, the great man, uh, defending the PGA Tour. Okay. And he's on everywhere and he boys spot fires all over the place. Thank you, oh, Andy. Well, Andy, <laughs> especially with Dan. Dan's got a spot fire for you, my friend. Uh, thank you, Dan, for texting in. <laughs> um, we'll take a quick pause for the calls because uh, we have been asked. We need a report of what happened from Morgan Park. We'll do that next <laughs> r- right here on the driver's seat. As always, we do thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. And a reminder to the all-new driver's seat app has got podcasts, interviews, news and videos. It is a must for all motorsport fans. Uh, and, of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. At Driver's Seat Show is our handle if you'd like to get in touch. Um, speaking of getting in touch, we've got... There we go. Look at this. Uh, right on cue. Right on cue. Wow. Uh, you were in... Um, well, let's read this uh, text from Tommy in Toowoomba. Uh, hey, Maddie. Tommy! Thank Sorry, you. I forgot your handle there, Tommy. Jeez, what a shocker. <laughs> hey, Maddie, will we get another Nugget Trophy video this week? Too. I've got to tell you, uh, I don't know, Tommy. It's a it's a much bigger trophy than the last one. It's also uh, it's, it's a lot of nuggets. <laughs> it's a lot of nuggets, mate. And there's one thing that I don't need in this world. It's more chicken nuggets, to be quite frank. Uh, I don't know. See how the weekend progresses. If Mrs. Mac uh, hasn't got anything worthwhile for dinner, I might rush out and see if I can go and grab some nuggies, and we, we might put it on. <laughs> I don't know, Tommy. We'll see how we go. <laughs> Now, another thing, so the reason we're talking about, you know, filling a trophy with nuggets is because, mm. uh, Maddie Mac, you're in action again over the weekend, mm. uh, not at Queensland Raceway, which is what I've accidentally put on the rundown, uh, went to default settings, but uh, you were in, uh, you're back in action in the Kubota Racing Mazda MX-5 at Morgan Park on the weekend, and managed to pick up a little bit of silverware on the way back. Yes, another dust collector uh, to go onto the shelf for the kids to to uh, look at and admire. Yeah, no, it was a good weekend. Uh, good weekend. The great thing with the Mustang, and the reason I'm running the, the, the MX-5 guys is because right now Stevie J and Jet and Ben Leeds, are, they're rebuilding my, TA, my TA2 car, and I don't want to be out of a car for a year while we rebuild that thing, which is, I think, about six weeks away from being finished. So um, we've always had a little MX-5 and dragged it out, gave it a bit of a polish, uh, wiped its bum and, and um, sent it. And uh, uh, I've been racing it in the production sports car class in Queensland up against Porsches and Moslers and other MX-5s and other bits and pieces. And um, we probably the most pleasing thing from my point of view, Nimsy, is I was racing with the same guys who normally beat me in that car. Um, typically, I probably do about a one minute 30 odd, one minute 31 around Morgan Park, which is a little racetrack up here in Queensland. Uh, I got down to the mid 28s consistently. So we pulled a couple of seconds out of the car just by driving, uh, changing some driving things and and other bits and pieces, which was really cool. But literally the car, when you're a state racer or you, or, or actually when you're any racer, really what you want to do is put the car back in the truck or trailer the way it rolled off yes. the truck or trailer in one piece, <laughs> which I haven't been able to do on the last couple of occasions in the TA2 car. Uh, but we've been able to do that in the um, the Mazda MX-5 and, and uh, Brad Weldon, my engineer, was sensational over the weekend and good, clean, fun racing. 
Now, something uh, else, too. Mm. I believe uh, that there was a little bit of um, fan frenzy there, too, Mr. Well, McKeldin. Like, okay, so let's be real, right? I'm, I'm not some big name, and I don't, I'm not any famous like Stevie J or Nims Azor or Craig oh, Lowndes or any other sort of stuff. Don't put me so. in that category. <laughs> do not. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of um, when you do radio, you don't actually know really who's listening, if anybody. I cannot, I was super humbled over the weekend that. Um, you know, more than more than half a dozen people came up. And one of the lovely things about radio is people treat you like they know you. So they listen to you and they just know your voice. So they come up and they were like, oh, Maddie, we love the show. This was really funny. There was one gentleman that came up who was racing a uh, Hyundai XL. He said... He regaled the story of when uh, Malconio, big Malcolm Owens, was on the show talking about driver habits that he hates, uh, ladies putting on lipstick at the lights and all that kind of stuff. This guy <laughs> was saying that he actually had to pull the car over because he was crying with laughter. So I, I cannot be more thankful and I'm humbled and appreciative um, of all the people that listen and all the people that come up and said hello. There were guys who would, I would be on the way to the dummy grid and they'd start waving at me. People who I, I mean, I don't know who they are, um, but clearly our little show is getting some cut through. So I really, really appreciate it. All, we all do. You, Nimsy, me and Stevie J, we really appreciate you taking the time uh, for a couple of hours every week and listening to us waffle or catch up uh, that we love. Or catch up uh, the following morning on the old podcast. So uh, it is very yeah, cool to see. Absolutely. But, uh, uh, speaking of people that do get in touch, uh, 0433 98 11 16 is the number if you would like to get in touch. And uh, Rob the Ranger in Camden. First off, never be sorry for texting in the show, Rob. You're more than welcome to do that. Yes, don't ever apologise, which he did 100%, on his text. 100%. No, no, no. Get you involved. You text away, my friend. Uh, Spam he, it up. He's got to mention sad news about the Wakefield Raceway at Goulburn. Another racetrack gone. And it's a, it's an interesting segue because obviously, Morgan, you were racing at Morgan Park. Mm. And uh, that hasn't had you know, top flight supercars at it, but it gets a fair amount of use. And for a lot of people, you know, gentlemen races and the small estate categories, that's how mm. they get you know, their, their competitions and, you know, not even just that, but like, you know, I'm sure the Morgan Park would be used for like, you know, pr uh, client activations and uh, oh, absolutely. driver, driver training, training, all absolutely. that sort of gear. And, yeah, yeah. and, and the, the news did come out earlier this week that Wakefield has been forced to close its doors amid uh, a battle with the council over noise restrictions. So it, they've basically yeah. just been limited to just four days a month and it basically shuts tomorrow, September 1st. Yeah, very, very sad. Great racetrack. Great for driver training, track days and all that sort of stuff because you can come off the circuit there and go for a long time before you hit anything. So it's it's really good from that perspective. I mean, the reality is that that track brings economic benefit to pubs, hotels, restaurants, the tourism money that that little track uh, takes to the local Goulburn area is unbelievable. But you've got some local folk, uh, farmers and the like, and other bits and pieces who simply don't want to have to deal with the noise. Um, the reality is Morgan Park's been, Morgan Park, Wakefield Park's been there for a very long time, as have those farms. If you didn't want any noise, don't buy a house or a property near a racetrack. Same as Lakeside up here. Morgan Park is not near anything. It's way out of town. Maybe they'll have an issue in 50 years. I have no idea. But, but yes, we've lost another one. Um, the, the people who run uh, Wakefield Park are the same people that run Winton Motor Raceway. They are vowing and declaring that the battle is not over. But right now, um, as it stands... It's a bit over. It's, it's over. It's, uh, it, the, the circuit is closed, taking jobs with it, uh, you know, especially when we don't need more unemployed people 
Um, you know, it's 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 just a it's a, it's a bum decision. Um, I know I know a bunch of people that it's affecting greatly. Luke so King, now um, he attributes Wakefield for you know a place where he learned his craft. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've raced there. Malcolm Owens has raced there. Stevie Jay's raced there. We've done Utes there. Um, I had my first test back in the TA2 car after my brain surgery a couple of years ago. Um, it's a very special little place, and it's a great circuit. It's about two and a half hours south of Sydney, just outside of Goulburn. Um, and it's a great place, but um, it has gone the way of the dodo for the moment. Let's the moment. hope yes. that sense prevails. Economic benefit is... Uh, is accounted for and we get that back open again because it is a wonderful place to go for not just uh, all the Sydney siders and people like that, but, you know. Uh, yeah. Fingers crossed we get a good result anyone. out of there. But uh, we'll take a quick pause for the cause and wrap it all up here on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Always good to be reminded of Father's Day by myself. Yeah, uh, where's, my, where's my Blundstones, Nimsy? <laughs> I could hear the voice there. I want some Blundstones. Oh, now's a good time to actually mention, because obviously, depending on when you listen to this, uh, it is Father's mm. Day this weekend, so to all the dads Happy out Father's there, uh, yourself yeah. and Stevie J, obviously, yes. uh, have spawned uh, many a youth... <laughs> Don't use that word. <laughs> Have spawned many. No, just two. <laughs> you make it sound like we've got 15 illegitimate children around the country, I, which we may do, but, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But, yes, uh, no doubt um, <laughs> your son and daughter will be uh, mm. giving Dad a bit of a treat. They will. They um, will, just by their presence. Which is always nice to see. So to all the yes. dads out there that are listening, um, mm. I hope you Happy have a fantastic day. Uh, a fantastic day there, but uh, it's been a mega episode of The Drivers. It apologised. We apologise if we haven't been able to get to your message because yeah. there's been so much going on. But remember, you can get in touch with us around the clock. Follow us hey. on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Driver's Seat Show. Dan, boys, the show's awesome. Just don't let SEM management move you off because there's Commonwealth Games on. You guys are much better. Thursday, the 28th of July to Monday, the 8th of August was the Com Games, brother. But I'm glad you're with us. Just need you to catch up a couple of weeks. Maybe and Dan, we were moved away. Dan's just had a bit of pent up rage about that. But yeah. uh, feedback I, I noted there, Dan. Dan. Thank you for that. Good but on you, Dan. Appreciate everyone getting in touch. <laughs> Thank you to Matt Charter for jumping on board the driver's seat. Stevie J will be back. Matthew McKeldin done some incredible heavy lifting tonight. Well done. There you go. Thanks, mate. We'll see you next week. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.